Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in. And today we have an awesome guest who I'm really excited to have here on Growth Amplifiers because he really has the amplifier essence. You know, far too often, we've shared this on Growth Amplifiers many times before, uh, we're trying to amplify, we're trying to grow things and, and build things up and just take things to the next level. And sometimes in doing so, we want to try to be as busy as possible, light as many uh, fires as possible, so we could just ramp things up. But occasionally, that can just run you right into a wall. And so the topic today uh, is really focusing on, you know, getting focus and clarity so you could be more efficient and effective. And our guest today is really helps lead a community um, on the book. If you've read the book, bestseller book, The One Thing, he leads a community that helps really enforce some of those best principles. And I'd like to welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Jeff Woods. Thanks so much, Kenny. Appreciate you having me. Uh, thanks for being here today and sharing some of your insights. Uh, and just to jump into that conversation a little bit further, no, so people who are tuning in and watching this on the replay, if we could start off by just kind of getting a better understanding of uh, your background and how you got to this awesome position where you're making such a big impact with both business owners and leaders in professional uh, professional leaders sure. and organizations around the country. Sure. So um, before we dive into my story, we, we have to kind of talk about why this even matters. We're talking about time. It's our most valuable resource. The problem mm -hmm. is most people go through their days, Kenny, spending their time because they were never taught how to invest it. And that's a problem. You know, they, you hear people say, oh, I got to spend, I, I just spent my time doing this, or I got time to kill. It's awful. And if you follow people around and watch them as they go through their days, they fire up their computer. And what's the first thing they check? Mm. They go email. Yeah. Until, until they have to go to their very first appointment meeting. That's right. They get out of the meeting. They got five minutes. So what do they check? Their email or their social yep. media. <laughs> there you go. And then somebody calls, slacks, or stops by and asks, hey, do you got a minute? And because they want to be a team player, they say yes. The problem is this literally repeats all day mm -hmm. long. And they fast forward to the end of the day, looking up, thinking they were really busy, yet questioning if they got the most important things done. They spent their time, but they had zero expectation of a return. And we change that. Everything that we do is about how do we help an individual, a team, or an entire organization start to treat their time like it's their most valuable resource and invest it with the expectation of a, a return personally and professionally. Now, for me, uh, prior to co-founding this company with the authors of the book, The One Thing, I was in medical device sales, which was a great job. I woke up every day running through hospitals. I sold advice that saved lives. Yet I was at a place in my life that I think a lot of your audience has felt, Kenny, where even though, <clears throat> even though things are good professionally, something was missing. Mm. I was lacking fulfillment. And two things happened that set me on the journey. A colleague of mine had a stroke when he was 35. And then um, 
my company slashed my income by 40%. So you put those two things back to back. I'm realizing, holy smokes, if what happened to my colleague had happened to me, what happens to my family? And oh, by the way, I'm not even in actually what I thought was a secure job is actually not that secure because I'm not in control of my income. I'm not in control of what the future looks like. And that's when I realized I had to start pursuing my dream of being a business owner. Problem was I didn't know how to. That's when I was introduced to the Jim Rohn quote, that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you fast forward, it's our national sales meeting. Jay Papazian, who co-authored The One Thing with Gary Keller was the keynote speaker. And while he was sharing why The One Thing is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results, and how Gary used it to build Keller Williams to the largest real estate company in the world. I'm just wondering, how do I get a guy like Jay or Gary to be one of my five? Little did I know that the one thing had already become one of the highest rated business books of all time. And Gary's one thing is Keller Williams. Jay's one thing is writing books. This creates a problem because they wanted the one thing to become a company, but it wasn't going to be their one thing. So when I cornered him, when he came off stage, that began a relationship and turned out I was the guy they were looking for. So the three of us partnered up to turn this book into a company. And we've been changing the way people view time ever since. No, I really love that. It's kind of like the Avengers, right? I've got two boys and they're both young, uh, six and nine. And so I've seen a lot of Marvel movies, mm -hmm. but sometimes the you may have different ideas that you want to put into orbit. And sometimes the people I'm connecting with are very passionate. They have got all these great ideas, but they can't do them all at the same time. Right. And so yeah. that's a great story of, of you seeing an opportunity where here, here's something that can be brought into the light, but maybe they're, while they're, while they're capable, they couldn't quite, give it their full attention if they've already got something that has their full attention. Mm -hmm. And so by finding somebody that has the right attitude, expertise, and drive, uh, you were able to step into that role and really be, bring this idea and this concept into light. Yep. Uh, so number one, again, great uh, framing of what the challenges, because you know we're all captains of our ship, but are we really being the captain? Are we really facilitating that role? Or are we being more reactive and letting the ship take us where it wants to take us? So as we're kind of like dialing into this a little bit further, for, for people who may not have uh, read the one thing or maybe not familiar with the community, uh, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. And so sure. people can get a better sense of, all right, that was pretty compelling. <laughs> let's lean in further. Yeah, well... Like I said, the one thing is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. And a great way to understand the one thing is to think of dominoes. Mm -hmm. Kenny, have you or your kids ever lined up dominoes before? I don't believe my kids have done a lot of dominoes, but I know I have. And man, that's it's all fun and games until you accidentally knock it over prematurely. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. When you lined them all up, did you have to knock each one down individually? No, no. What'd you do? You, you knocked down one domino. And what happened? A chain reaction. Yeah. It just knocks all the other ones down. Back in 2009, there was a group out of the Netherlands that broke the world record for domino falls. They lined up 4.5 million. 
Now, what's amazing about this is that when the leader of that group walked up to the first domino and just flicked his finger, <laughs> he unleashed 94,000 joules of energy, which to put that into context would be as much energy as it would take any person listening to this to drop and do 545 consecutive push-ups. It's a pretty so, decent amount. Yeah. So for you who's listening to this, I literally want you to imagine that you're the leader of that group. Just go, go ahead, raise your hand. And on the count of three, we're just going to knock the first domino. Do it with me. One, two, three. How much effort did that take? It's actually surprisingly easy. Uh, really, really it's, easy. It's almost effortless. Yes. Here's why this matters. Small actions can unleash massive reactions. Mm. The idea that that effortless action of just flicking your finger could create so much energy that it could do 545 consecutive push-ups is mind-boggling. Here's why this matters. We wake up every day and we see all the things that we could do. And we tell ourselves the story that we have to get them all done. But it's just that. It's a story. It's not truth. Yeah, we have these big goals for our life. And we try to act big by getting it all done. So we race to get to inbox zero. And then we show up for that meeting. And we're, we're, we're trying to be present in the meeting. But we're doing two other things. that We're still checking email. We're still responding to text messages. And then we're listening to the meeting. Then we get out and we're back in email. And then we're saying yes when somebody asks if we got a minute. And we're working so hard but questioning why we're not actually getting the most important things done. And the opportunity is to take a page from our childhood and to recognize the path to getting everything you want is not to do everything. It's to do one thing at a time, which means we need to think big, but start by going small and trusting the dominoes will fall. By looking at all the things that are on your plate like dominoes and saying, I got to stand them up, I got to line them up, and I got to whack away at the most important one first and everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. That's what it means to live the one thing. So Doc Brown has this thing that he invented. It's called the flux capacitor. So if we could use that and transport yeah. back in time, uh, perhaps you could give me that lesson about a decade ago when I started my business. Because that's the one thing that, the one thing, that's the one thing that I would say uh, I realized had started to become an Achilles, uh, my Achilles heel, right? Yeah. It was, it was the, uh, as a visionary, I, I get a lot of ideas. I see a lot of different things. And I realized that I was trying to follow Nike's advice, which is good advice. You don't want to overthink things. Just do it. Well, just do it. Just do it. But there's a, there's terrible a challenge advice in this capacity. Yeah. It's, it's terrible advice at this capacity. And you get that motivation from a lot of different people. Just, just go out. Just if you get an idea, just run with it. Ten uh, x your efforts, right? But um, maybe that's good advice if you're not doing anything. Well, this is what you lived, Kenny. Yeah, was falling trapped to the number one lie of productivity. Hmm. I too fell trapped to this lie my entire career, and even when I first started this company. I remember I, I was asked to cast a vision for the company and to put it into a business plan. And we have a very simple framework for a business plan. It's called a GPS. It stands for goal, the one thing for the organization, that's your goal. The priorities, the 20% major priorities that drive 80% of the results and the supporting strategies, GPS. And just like the GPS on your phone, it's designed to get you where you want to go. And I walked in and handed Gary and Jay, my partners, each a copy of my GPS. It was one page. 
Because if your plan does not fit on one page, it's really tough to be on the same page with your people. We started talking about priority number one. Gary and Jay asked a bunch of questions. I answered them, asked if we were good to move on. They said yes. So I started talking about number two. Halfway through number two, Gary started asking more questions about number one. And Kenny, I remember thinking to myself, oh, he must have just forgotten. So he asked the questions. Okay, cool. I'll answer them. Handled the conversations, asked if we were good to move on. He said yes. So I wrapped up number two and started talking about number three. He went back to number one. And that's like, you know, Ben Stiller and meet the parents when he realizes he was not in the circle of trust. I had that moment. Like there's hmm. a reason Gary keeps going back to number one. I just didn't understand it. So I answered the questions, asked if we were good to move on. He said, yes. I started talking about number three and 10 seconds later, he just stops me. And he asked, Jeff, do you need to do number three in order to do number two? I said, no. He asked, do you need to do number two in order to do number one? I said, no. He then asked me to draw a line between number one and number two. And I took out a Sharpie and drew a line across the business plan. And then he went, you know what? Even better, rip the page in half. Kenny, I kid you not, he waited while I took my business plan and literally tore it along that line. And then he said, don't even think about number two or number three until you've earned the right to. Here's what I realized. I was falling trapped just like you to the number one lie of productivity. The lie that everything matters equally. Mm. Everything that is on your plate is not of equal importance. It's Pareto's principle, 80-20 rule. The minority of what we do will generate the majority of our results. The problem is people run around all day long trying to do as many things as possible without stopping and asking if I could only do one. What's the one thing I could do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Counterintuitive and Sur surprisingly simple. Surprisingly simple. Doesn't mean it's easy though. <laughs> I'll give you that. So I, I will share that I have been an idea an idea holic in recovery. So I've actually been improving in this area and actually went through. It was a is a program with the one thing, and I'll say it was it was awesome. It was transformational, and I'll share this little. Mm -hmm case study program. I don't know exactly how I got on the radar, but it came into my inbox some way, shape, shape or form. It was a challenge. And so I joined this challenge. Was it a 66 day challenge? I think that was it. Yeah. Yes. We're actually about to kick one off next week. Cool. So keep, keep going. Very good timing, right? Yeah. And I had, let me take a backstory. So even, even further back, about a few years ago, I saw a, self-discipline challenge as a 50-day self-discipline challenge hmm. i did it for three days and fell off and it actually hurt my little ego and i was like oh apparently i'm really professional and, and have a lot of good skills but apparently i, I really lack some self-discipline and hindsight i was trying to do too much at the same time mm -hmm. so fast forward to the one thing challenge and I committed to do the one thing uh, in the 66 day challenge and I was interacting with other people and you could see it maybe up here. I put a 90 day calendar on my wall and it's yeah. not as impressive right now because it's a new calendar, 
but long story short, working through that process, I actually went through the whole challenge and completed mm-hmm. getting that one thing into action. Yeah. And it's when you're like, it's one thing, but it was a, such a different experience uh, from going from having a, you know, a 50 day self-discipline challenge that made me feel kind of dis- depressed and kind of like, what am I doing to a 66 day challenge that really started some key changes that I've been working at for years and haven't been able to overcome until actually working through that process. So I just wanted to be an advocate for that and, and share that case study for you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you experienced what a lot of people experience. You were thinking big and you tried acting big. You had a big vision. Hey, I want to achieve these big goals. You started by acting big. I'm going to be super disciplined in all these areas of my life. And I'm going to do it every day for 50 days. And if I fail once, I'm a failure. We take the opposite approach. Think big, go small. That lead domino. We want you not to do everything. We want you to identify one thing. And it's got to be one thing you can do. Not, I feel like I should do. I'll feel guilty if I won't do. It's got to be a two-inch domino. It's got to be so easy that you could make it fall effortlessly. And by doing that one thing day after day after day over, in this case, roughly 66 days, which research shows is on average how long it takes to form a habit, you can actually turn a really focused activity into a habit that sticks. And the reason this matters is because people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. That's a quote from FM Alexander. So instead of relying on discipline and willpower, which are lies of productivity, that's lie three and four, relying on discipline is three, four is willpower, leverage them for just a short period of time to make one simple action a habit that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. And that's why you had success. Bam. And like I said, it really helped kick off some areas that I guess were were stuck in and really led to a breakthrough. And so I'm I'm an advocate and I do have a couple questions for you. Sure. In regards to, you know, amplifying, one of the questions we ask is how are you working to grow your vision into reality? What's the strategy that you're using that, that gets... Uh, The one thing to get into more ears, into more minds, into more hearts. Well, if, if the question is, those are separate questions. So is the question about how am I going about increasing my vision for where we're going? Um, How are you, I guess, how are you executing? How are you growing the, growing the vision in regards of execution? So those are separate things. So Mm -hmm. there's vision, then there's execution. So vision, because this is something, especially since a lot of the people who are listening are business owners or entrepreneurs, um, we we can be so busy executing the things in the business that we don't get off the hamster wheel and make sure that we're running in the right direction. In fact, a, a guy I'm in relationship with named Keith Cunningham said, there's nothing worse than running enthusiastically in the wrong direction. <laughs> Most entrepreneurs and business owners, if we followed them around with a camera, we would not see them doing the activities 
that result in them having a vision for the business. This is something I struggle with too. Mm. So here's what I do about that. Thinking time. I have time blocked on my calendar to think. Sounds simple, but I don't just cross my fingers and hope that I'm going to cast a vision. I actually get purposeful because when you block time for something, you identify the date, the time, and the place for something, your odds of success almost triple. 300% higher, almost 300% higher. So I have times where early in the morning, I sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and a big question. I have time blocked tomorrow to do this, or I get in front of my whiteboard Sometimes it's benchmarking and trending, meaning looking at other players in the space and researching and understanding their company about what are they doing. And sometimes it's within my industry and sometimes it's completely outside of my industry just to take ideas, proven best practices in other industries and ask the question, what might that look like inside of ours to help expand my mind? So that's what I do. Once you have that clarity of vision, now it's about how do you turn it into a plan that can be executed against. And the biggest mistake is people think they have to detail every single thing that needs to happen. We don't do that. Our plan, if it doesn't fit on one side of one page, it's not simple enough. It's not clear and focused enough. And that's where that GPS framework comes in. What's the goal based on this vision? What are the top 20% priorities we're gonna say yes to? in order of priority and what are the the very specific strategies that have to happen for each of those priorities and who's the person who's responsible for each one so that they understand the piece of the pie that they are responsible for that's how we do it i love it and and you know some people who are tuning in and they may be hearing this and maybe saying that's really awesome and welly <laughs> and well articulated Others may be getting in this mindset of, yeah, kind of, I know that that's the things that need to be done. And I just want to remind people there's the difference between knowing and doing and then getting the result you want, right? And if, if you know something and you're doing it, but you're, you're kind of cutting corners or skipping some ingredients or aren't following the directions as they're intended, you, you may be missing the point. And I, this I was, think that's yeah, this mentioning. was a huge aha for us, Kenny, because I haven't shared a single thing here today that's a new idea. But an idea that's not executed on doesn't have much merit. A lot of people mm. have a vision or thoughts about where they want things to go, but if they can't turn it into reality, it doesn't matter. And I was chatting with one of them. We work with a lot of companies to help them take these principles and make it part of their culture from small little companies of like five people to the fortune 500. And I was having a chat with one of these leaders and I asked him, why are we still doing business together? <laughs> and he said something really interesting. He said, you know, we've hired all the consulting firms. We've hired the Baines, the McKinsey's, the Boston consulting groups, like the, the big dogs. And he said, you know what? They come in, they give us a report on what we need to do, but they don't help us do it. He said, the difference with you is not only did you help us get clarity on what we needed to do, you actually changed the way that our people behaved. It showed up in their actions on a daily basis. And as a result, their results were much higher. Here's why I share this with you. You're clearly a growth-minded individual because you're listening to this. And you probably know what it feels like to hear an episode and go, oh, that was really good. And tell yourself the story that you're going to take action 
but it just becomes another thing you said you'd do that never actually got done. The challenge that I have for you here is don't let that happen with this one. Because if that's the case, then the last 24 minutes of your time were an expense, sunk cost, zero return on investment. Yet if based on this conversation, you can identify one thing, just one, not two, not three, not five, one thing, one thing that you actually can do and you do it, now you just made it an investment of your time. I love that. Now, for people who are tuning in and saying, yes, tell me more, tell me more. What is one thing I can do? Where sure. could they go and what could they do? Well, many of you are already podcast fans. So whatever podcast platform you use, if you just search for the one thing, the O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G, we have a new episode that comes out every week that's designed to help you better live the one thing by telling stories of other people who are going on that journey. So I would highly recommend that. And if you are a leader inside a company and are curious about what does it look like to bring this to your organization, if you go to the one thing.com slash training, and that one's with the number one. So the number one thing.com slash training. You can learn more about how we help you grow your business. Super cool. And definitely actionable. I just want to illust just highlight again, making sure that people tuning in don't look at the simplicity and just overwrite it in your mind. Really look at the potential of what is possible when you get focus. I think someone gave me the illustration of, you know, the sun puts out so much energy on a regular basis, but it's diffused. So it kind of warms the ground, warms the air. Mm -hmm. But if you were to put it into a single focus, what <laughs> what power would it have? What could it achieve there? Uh, it's and, called a laser. You can cut metal. You can cut diamonds. <laughs> right? It's an amazing power. So I highly recommend uh, checking out the one thing, looking into the community, take an action. If you haven't read the book yet, you could definitely pick up a copy of the book. It's available everywhere, all over the, all over the place. And if you're not a huge reader, then get the audio book. It's definitely something I recommend. Obviously, <laughs> I guess would recommend it as well. Jeff would be really awesome. So thank you for the little thumbs up. We got someone giving a little thumbs up late, late tuner in Um So, You've been dropping knowledge bombs throughout this podcast interview, and I really appreciate that. Um, one of the things we ask as people are kind of like wrapping up this thought here is, what's maybe one other piece of advice that you might share with someone who's on their journey now that may be worth them hearing who's looking to yeah. continue to amplify and grow? Give yourself some grace. As a high achiever, um, it's easy to get excited about a goal, get excited about something that you want to put into action and then be overly hard on yourself when you aren't perfect. And I, I, I know this cause I'm describing myself, but on the, on my home screen on my, of my phone, it says progress over perfection. And the reason I have that there is because the thing that we try to remind all our corporate clients and all the individuals who are in our community is that perfection does not exist when it comes to time. There's only how are you investing it or spending it now? And how do you make progress in the right direction? So perfect progress over perfection because perfection actually just gets in the way of what's possible. 
the biggest mistake you can make is to walk away from this episode, tell yourself you're going to do all these things and make that the goal that I'm going to do all these things. And then when you do a handful of them, you feel like a failure. My advice is give yourself some grace, the grace to narrow the focus to one, the grace that if you don't do that one thing today that you say, all right, I'm going to pick myself back up tomorrow. And today I'm going to knock it down. If you don't get it done that day, give yourself some grace and get back up and knock it down. This is why we call everything that we do graceful accountability. It's not grace like, oh, it's okay. I'm still a winner. I'm not going to do it. No, 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 no. We're still accountable to the goal. We're still showing up. We're just being graceful along the way. Yes. Quack, yes. Quack, quack. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate your energy. Appreciate the things you do. As mentioned for amplifiers tuning in, make sure you take action, put this into action, get the book, uh, check out the website It's definitely worth doing it. I uh, appreciate you for showing up and for contributing. Thank you so much. This is going to make it to the highlight reel for sure. And I wish everyone an awesome and amazing day. Keep on taking action. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.